once again to The Rise of the Cordyceps Infected and HBO Max Last of Us podcast, a weekly podcast that discusses the television series The Last of Us on HBO based off of the video game. Uh, we are here weekly to discuss each week, each episode of the podcast, uh, or I should say of the show. Uh, in podcast format. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Good. Excellent. And in the uh, province of Alberta, Canada? Hey, everyone. It's Sean. Hope you're doing well. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so a couple of things before we uh, begin our discussion. Uh, uh, once again, what we do here is talk about uh, each episode of the, the TV show, The Last of Us on HBO Max, and we will uh, talk about episode four tonight. Uh, a couple of things. You can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Uh, that's because uh, this is podcast as a side podcast of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdarkdiscussions.com. You also can email us through that website by pressing the Contact Us link on the menu of any page on the website, uh, and it will open up an email box. So there's two ways you can email us. Uh, we would love to hear your uh, comments uh, and suggestions. Just write Cordyceps or Last of Us in the subject no matter which way you email us and we will read your email on the podcast uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on uh, episode three for that matter for example or uh, the changes uh, of anything in the show from the, the video game uh, your opinions on our commentary um, do you how much you like us versus other podcasts that are doing uh, episodes on this show because uh, though there's a number of podcasts that do uh, um, episodes on the show there's also YouTube videos you can watch and stuff by other content creators and uh, we'd always uh, like to hear from you because we know you're there we see that people are downloading the podcast and we do appreciate that you're downloading the podcast uh, because um, we like to know that uh, we're not just talking to open air, um, and that means you uh, at least enjoy us or, or, or hate listen us. But either way, however you listen <laughs> us, uh, we, we appreciate it. Um, now, uh, Sean, what else can people find on the darkdiscussions.com website? So the other thing you can do is you can click on the Patreon link, and it'll take you to Patreon, which is where you can support your podcast providers uh it's the podcast itself is free for everybody to listen to but there's a ton of expenses behind the scenes uh so anything that you'd be able to donate to support the podcast is appreciated uh for every five dollars that you're able to donate each month you get to pick a movie or put your name um movie and you would like to get a review done and every quarter there'll be a draw where one of the movies will be chosen and then the review will be done either on the main dark discussions feed or one of the sister podcasts, depending on where it falls genre wise. And uh, it's nice to be able to give back to the podcast because there's a lot of time and effort put in, but we also appreciate the fact you're listening and giving us an opportunity to do this and anything you can provide is appreciated. And thank you for supporting us in any way you can. Indeed, indeed. Uh, for folks who are curious, and some of our listeners 
like Pam are always curious when we record these episodes. Uh, today we are recording this February 6th, 2023. Um, so uh, that's the date of this recording. Hopefully to have it out on February 7th, 2023. Um, let's see. Also, uh, we, there is some big news for uh, the the podcast network uh, folks who are new to the podcast network uh, besides this podcast we do a number of other podcasts as sean was mentioning and uh, have, uh, uh some other people who uh, do co-hosting of other podcasts so we have a bunch of podcasts and and uh, the main podcast of the network, the original from 12 years ago, is Dark Discussions Podcast. And that podcast uh, is a weekly podcast that usually talks about uh, genre films such as horror or, or thrillers and st- such. Uh, but what we do is each year uh, meet up yearly in person with uh, fans of ours as well, or I should say listeners of ours, as well as all your co-hosts. And uh, we have uh, locked in a weekend for this year, uh, and that will be August 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. So uh, that weekend, and there, that's the second weekend of August of 2023, and we are meeting in Mystic, Connecticut, uh, which is uh, where we usually do it every year except for one year, uh, the original first year where we did it in Massachusetts instead of Connecticut. Uh, Mystic, Connecticut is part of the greater New London, Connecticut area, which is a very historical uh, site for um, American history. A lot of museums, a lot of tourist places, restaurants and such. Uh, We do a live podcast. We all go to a movie and then we do a live podcast in person uh, there uh, and sometimes even have our uh, listeners join in with us. Um, The best way to get there is a number of uh, uh, airports such as Providence, Rhode Island, Hartford, Connecticut, Boston, Massachusetts, and maybe even New York uh, and Newark, New Jersey. But uh, the best airport is probably Providence, uh, even though that's a different state. It's actually not the closest since uh, Mystic is literally a border town with Rhode Island, so it's really closer to Rhode Island than the rest of all of Connecticut. Um, if you, you are interested, you can always uh, contact us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com and just type Mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C, in the subject, and uh, we can give you details, uh, the websites, uh, best hotels, uh, other information, or have any questions about it. And then, of course, you can follow us on uh, Facebook at Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, uh, where we'll answer your questions there as well. Uh, so uh, if you'd like to join us, uh, please do. Uh, the more the merrier. And uh, we'll probably pump in this out uh, pretty much for all the podcasts, including this one, uh, going forward until the weekend occurs. Um, anybody want to add information or their own opinions of, of the meetup or anything? Anyone? It's a lot of fun. Um, I will be there this year for sure. We've just got our tickets and everything to go. Uh, we still need to find a place, but uh, yeah, we're ready. We're ready for it. Yeah, you actually do a bed and breakfast or, or no, you do uh, Airbnbs, right? Something like we did last year. We'll see what we can find this year. It looks like that's going to be a busy weekend, so we'll see what we can ah, find. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder what. Yeah, I don't know. Um, a lot of stuff but, sold out already. Yeah, well, it is a it is uh, the middle of the summer, uh, yep. literally literally the middle of the summer that, that <laughs> yep. weekend. 
and uh, that place is hopping uh, during the summer months. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's, it's a good time. Um, if anybody else has any info they want to talk about, like Mike, if you want to say anything, uh, let me know. Otherwise, uh, we can move on. Uh, or you can just say it at the end, too. But um, tonight we're going to uh, talk about, and if I can bring up that episode name. It's a strange name because it says, Please Hold to My Hand is the name of the episode. Uh, and that episode uh, came out February 5th. Uh, Jeremy Webb, I think he's a Brit, uh, is the director. And uh, it was written by Craig Mazine, uh, one of the two showrunners of the series. I know, uh, Sean, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss some things about the episode because uh, there is some interesting changes uh, versus the video game. Uh, it's one of the shorter episodes. It was only about 45 minutes. Um, so uh, that was uh, more quicker TV than usual. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for uh, house cleaning and setup. So I guess we can get into our opinions on the episode. And what we do here on this podcast is we, we will do spoilers because we're assuming everybody who's listening to this podcast are fans of the show and want to hear different perspectives. Um, and, and to be honest, we're not here to be a sounding board to what you think listeners. And that's why we would love to hear your feedback and your opinions. Uh, like for example, episode three, uh, was a divisive episode, uh, for a number of reasons, because it didn't focus on the lead characters as well as, uh, uh, the changes from the game and such. And, and so if you have opinions, we'd love to hear it from, from you. And, um, Again, uh, we're just here, and there's four of us, so we all have different opinions as well. Uh, so, all right, let's go into uh, our opinions on episode four. Please hold to my hand. Uh, so let's start with you, Barrett. Yeah, I, you know, I'm of two minds of this episode. One, I really liked it because I liked the bonding between the two main characters. I thought that was really well done. Um, the, where I worry with this episode is that it had a walking dead feel to it where the human drama just outweighs any of the zombie stuff. And we haven't seen much of zombies in a while. And I want to see zombies in my zombie show. Um, so that, that's just one misgiving I have about it, but I think the acting is great. I thought all the scenery was great. Um, and the episode was well-paced. It worked pretty well for me. Um, but it did feel like a Walking Dead episode, and I hope I don't start seeing people do just really stupid things like I saw in The Walking Dead. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned The Walking Dead because uh, I texted Sean this afternoon or, or this morning saying uh, this episode, or maybe it was even last night, actually. It was last night, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I said uh, this episode... Uh, is bothering me because it's feeling a little bit too much like the walking dead. And there's been a running joke as Mike will, will attest to, uh, where me and him have little debates about uh, the walking dead. And I used to call it just a, a soap opera. And, um, sometimes that happens. This one, I don't feel was a soap opera, but I, I feel what Barrett said, which is it's becoming more human on human than, than, uh, the zombie focus. Um, so, it's it's not feeling original anymore in that way because uh that's you know we we've seen that for 10 seasons or whatever it was for, for walking dead um my personal opinion is i enjoyed the parts when joel 
and Ellie were on the road um, before they got to their destination where this show episode takes place. Uh, I, I didn't really care to learn anything about um, the new characters, uh, at least the villains, uh, because they, I'm sure, won't be on the show very long. Um, I remember the Cannibal episode in Walking Dead where they introduced them and then they were gone within three episodes and it was like they didn't have to really do any background into those people, but they did and then they're gone. Um, so, yeah, I, I and, and whatnot. So I, I was okay with the episode, but I, I'm still thinking episode two was my favorite of the four episodes so far this season. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm standing. So I, I think I'm right there with you, Barrett, uh, almost on the same page. Uh, let's go with you, Sean. Yeah, so we had been texting back and forth last night because I had been saying, like, big changes from the game. Uh, I was not excited about the big bad that they were introducing in this episode. Um, then you're mentioning The Walking Dead. I could very much see that. Uh, I went and watched the episode again, and I will say I, I liked the episode more than I did last night because the stuff with Joel and Ellie was really good, but I still am not super into this big bad that they've chosen for where they ended up in this episode and what's going to be the following episode. So we'll see what happens because it, it makes me wonder about what they're going to do for something that happens in the game down the road, but I'm not, I won't go, won't get into that. But uh, overall I'd say it was the weakest of the episodes for me so far this season. And it's mostly just because of that stuff that was introduced with the big bad thing. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Oh, oh, yeah, go on, sorry. continue, Sean. Uh, no, I was just going to say, and I, so I don't forget this, because I forgot this a couple of times on the podcast. I don't know if anybody is, like, when you're listening to the music, the music really reminds me of the music by W.G. Snuffy Walden, who did the stand music in 1994, where it was very much like the traveling music, and it's... It, as I'm like watching it, that's what the vibe it keeps giving me. So I don't know if anybody else. No, I agree with that. that. Yeah, I agree um, with that. It's good. And I think the music is great. I really like it sets, it suits it perfectly. So, but it was just funny that I had been thinking about like, this really has a stand vibe to it. The good stand, not the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go with you. And you, you're referring to the Stephen King, uh, uh, story, right? When you say the stand for folks who are like the, yeah, the mini series from nineteen ninety four. Gotcha. All right, let's go with you, Mike. I was thought he was talking about the REM song. <laughs> and in the place where you are. <laughs> okay, so I actually that was like, uh, like... I, was that a combo with the B fifty twos? I think it was. No, that was I don't think so. Oh, no, uh, yeah, that, happy people. That was shiny, no, that was shiny yeah, happy people. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right. Anyway, sorry, Mike. <laughs> that's all right. I, I, it's my fault I got us there. Um, it sounded like I might have liked the episode more than the rest of you. Um, I said last week was just weird because it's a side story. Uh, and so I, I don't even know where to put it in context of the rest, which is uh, Joel's story and then his story is with Ellie. Because um, really, Ellie was marginalized most of the first episode 
Um, I liked it because I liked the development of the relationship between our leads. I thought the dialogue is really good. There's very fun moments. Now, we know Ellie, the actress, is 19, but she's playing like 14. So just like having her read the uh, <laughs> the book of jokes. And I could totally see like my my freshman do something like that. You know, that's the kind of life they would get a kick out of that. And especially a girl who's been sheltered, right? I, if anything, there were some things I'm like, I was wondering, would she even know what some of the jokes she was referring to? She was making what they were referring to, would she even really get the jokes if she's been in a post-apocalyptic world? But that, that aside, I like that relationship. I also like the fact that there seemed to be um, a theme of moral ambiguity here. Mm-hmm. Where nobody is especially heroic or villainous. Now, if I understand, and again, I've never played the game before, and I don't really know much other than the basics of the game, but there's really not a lot original in the zombie apocalypse subgenre. Right? It's it's all about how you get to the story, how you get to the trope. So let's so when you say it reminds you of The Walking Dead, well, yeah, but even like Romero, when he was bitching about, well, it's the people. Well, the people were the problem in the, you know, Dawn of the Dead, and the people were the problem in, in Day of the Dead, you know, and people were the problem in Night of the Living Dead. The zombies were always a background threat. It's always the people who were, who were their own worst enemy. Um, so it's always a thing, and it's going to be a thing in any apocalypse, and it gives you some some variety. I have a feeling that this is a stopgap, right, because we know they're heading to to... Wyoming, right? And I'm, again, I've not played the game. I'm not spoiled. I have a feeling they're going to get there because I'm pretty sure part two continues, finishes this chapter of the, the story. So they've got a ways to go. They're only in Kansas City. Um, I had one problematic decision that Joel made, which we'll get to. But I like the fact, like, I can identify, I can understand, like, from the perspective of the the woman who's leading this group, um, I could kind of see from her perspective what I think was going on. Now, I don't know. We don't know everything yet, and I'm curious to see where it goes. But you could see, like, Joel was added, like, that he's clearly done bad things or, you know, what Ellie would consider to be bad things, things he's been ashamed of. You know, Ellie shoots somebody in the back in this episode. Uh, spoiler warning. Yeah. Um, that was good. Bad people, that wasn't bad. Well, the bad people do bad things, but they don't – but they also have people – like who are upset and not like when you usually get the villains are upset when someone in their group gets murdered, where it's just, you know, it's, it's just a different reaction. These, this felt like the reaction of people who were friends and family who were upset over one of their, of their, of their own being killed. Yeah. Um, and, and I like that. I like that sort of, uh, the shades of gray in these characters and in this world. Um, we're usually in a lot of zombie shows. It's, you know, the mustache twirling bike riders, you know, coming in and, you know, fucking up the town and stealing their goods. You know, this doesn't feel quite like that. This doesn't feel like Negan or the cannibals or, or, or what have you. Um, it's, it's, it's all tropes. It's all familiar. And it's that's one of the problems that show has is that the, when the game came out 10 years ago, the zombie genre was maybe cresting. Right, Walking Dead. It started in 2011. This came out in 2013, and now that the, there's been there's been 
several zombie shows since then. A lot of zombie movies. A lot of zombie games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of video games too, like Dead Island, and what was the one that took place uh, in the mall? Dying Light. Uh, Oh, oh, uh, Dead Rising. Dead Rising. Yeah. So there was a lot of great games. So well, and I agree that there's a lot that are you know. Of course, I expect some relevance to Walking Dead. It's where I get worried is if it's going to take too much, you know, where it's only going to do the human drama, and that's where I get worried about this episode. Here's the thing: Walking Dead tried to put a zombie in every episode. Um, you know, they usually would have at least one zombie kill. There's usually a couple of zombie kills in every episode, even if it was just for a couple of minutes, even if it was just to show somebody doing, like, clearing the the front of the the home base sort of thing. You know, there was some of it in there. You know, and I don't think we saw anything of that here. I did like the fact... Um, because I've always I've said this for a long time, thought this for a long time. There's a shit ton of places you can go, at least in the United States and Canada, where you probably would never see a zombie. Yeah. You know, if you if you're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, head to Montana. How head to uh, South Dakota. You know, well, that's what they, that's what they were talking about uh, here when they when they they slept overnight. She goes, "How do we know there's no zombies?" And he goes, "They wouldn't be here." Yeah. So I, and I so I like that, you know, whereas the, the typical thing in Walking Dead was was the perfect example of that, where, you know, there is always a zombie somewhere. You couldn't go, you know, no matter how remote you were in the woods, there were zombies there someplace. You were going to stumble across them because they had to have that zombie scene every episode. So uh, but I, but otherwise that I liked it. It's mostly because I did like the human stuff. Now, I don't want this for and, and just as a reminder, it's a nine episode season. So we are half an episode away from being halfway through. Uh, I am not. And I've said this about other shows. And so God help me if this, you know, uh, ends up going there. I don't want this to be the next five episodes either. Right. But one of my, my my one and only real complaint about last episode is I wanted to spend more time with uh, Joel and Ellie, and I, I didn't really get it. And here I feel like I got more of it, and it feels like that I've got a, that their relationship is better, and I buy into them more as being a, a team and, and people working together. Um, and a couple like of uh, people I can really care about going forward more so than what I was basically invested in simply because I had to because they were the leads. All right, sounds good. Anything else, Mike? Uh, no, uh, that's, for, that's for your review, I mean. Yeah. Okay. No, it's fine for just for the service. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. All right. So, uh, what we do here on this podcast for uh, folks who just found us, uh, though I know uh, uh, we've been uh, pretty popular for the last uh, few weeks uh, from a listener standpoint. Um, you can listen to, uh, to us through a number of places. The first place is obviously uh, the feed, which is the rise of the Cordyceps Infected and HBO. Uh, Last of Us podcast, which can be found wherever podcasts are found. Uh, the other places is you can you can uh, go to Dark Discussions podcast feed because uh, that podcast feed is the main podcast feed for uh, all the podcasts that your co-hosts that you hear on this podcast are also uh, do. So Dark Discussions podcast, Halloween Boutique, Secretariat Reviews, Cinema A La Carte, et cetera, et cetera, all those podcasts on that feed as well. And then, of course, the last place you can listen to us is right on the website, www.darkdiscussions.com. 
Uh, so, uh, all right. So since we uh, spoiled, because again, you know, we, we're assuming everybody has watched the show. Um, a couple of things. Uh, the first thing, obviously, Sean will talk about differences with the game, but let's just talk about some of the interesting aspects of this uh, this episode, whether it's in the game or not. Um, and I know I was talking to Sean about this a little bit, that um, it's strange that they would go to a city because as we, as we we know the places where the infected are going to be most concentrated uh, and also survivors would be uh, cities. And we're talking big cities here. And I know you can easily avoid cities. Uh, people say, well, how can you avoid cities? But for example, uh, me and Mike uh, and Barrett too have gone to uh, uh, Williamsburg, Virginia for a number of years uh, at a our convention that's down there and I'm coming all the way from New Hampshire and Mike was coming from all the way from, uh, central New York. And when, when I go there, uh, the only big city I had to hit was Providence this past year because I, I was picking up a friend. Uh, but the year before when I wasn't picking up anybody, uh, I just went through everywhere. I didn't go through one city at all. So the, uh, I, you can avoid cities easily in the united states because as, as you said mike it's it's easy to probably avoid zombies if you you know travel in rural areas just as you know how many t- chances are you going to run into a bear or, or a moose it, it so, seemed i was yeah, going to say on, it sir. seemed to me that it was saying they couldn't get through that bridge area so they had to go through the city but that didn't seem likely to me just because there's so many different roads everywhere Right. Well, and hey, also, especially around a let's big look city. At it this way. Let's, say, let's say there's an issue with a road or a bridge. There's many ways to get to Wyoming. Uh, the the most obvious route would be through uh, Iowa, Nebraska, or or South Dakota to Wyoming. So they didn't have to go through um, Illinois to to Missouri, but they could have. But let's say. The only way is shoot. We're stuck. We only we have to go through the city, or we have to backtrack and then head north and go through Iowa or something. I would think you would want to do that, even if it is out of your way and you're going to be forced to do another stop for gas. Because why go through a city, right? I I, I just don't see why. I can't, you would go I can't a city. understand why people would live in the cities even because that's where there would be more infected, even if it's familiar. Wouldn't you move out into the country where you could grow food and things like that more easily? Yeah, so, similar to, to Bill. Yeah. Like Bill and Frank. They, they lived in Lincoln, New Massachusetts, which was a town exactly. of like 4,000 people in real life. And so that, you know, it's, it's all farms and, and mansions. So, yeah, so why would they do that? Also, I felt it was odd, too, that they, they slept like – this is a trope I always felt was weird was where in movies and TV people sleep in their sleeping bags without a tent or why not just, you know, because first of all, you can't, no one ever in my, at least in my world sleeps out in a sleeping bag without a tent, just for the fact you get hammered by mosquitoes. I have done it with boy scouts when i was really young and i would not do it again by choice yeah and and the other thing too that was odd is why even have to camp out when 
there's thousands and thousands and thousands of empty buildings everywhere. That yeah. all you have to, you know, so like a, they could stop it. Like I'm not well. They uh, camped out in the middle of nowhere when they weren't in a building. When they weren't, but there's, seem- there's buildings everywhere, right? I mean, we're not. I, I mean, this. I mean, you. I, I see what you're saying, Mike. I mean, if you go into a if I go upstate New York, New Hampshire, and head to the White Mountain area, you're not going to find many houses because it's intentionally that way because it's it's a state or or state park basically and that's miles and miles and miles and miles but unless you're in something like that even in the rural sections of vermont new hampshire new york you you can find a house here and there or or a gas station or a convenience store can't you i got the sense he was trying to avoid places where people would find them Right, which is why yeah. he wouldn't, and and people would stop at a gas station. People would stop at a convenience store. People would stop at a pre-constructed shelter, the same way they stopped at the Cumberland Farms in the last episode. Here, I, yeah. I think remember he he's trying to avoid getting noticed while they're asleep. Which yeah, is why I, going in, which is why going into the city makes less sense. And that that was I said I had one problem with the, the decision they made, and it was that. Um, to start with, the first thing I would have done when I hit that. Uh, area I would have uh, when he goes down that little uh, gets stuck on the road mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what to do I would have turned the fucking truck around because if I had to go I wouldn't be able to go full tilt because that looked like yeah. a, a potential trap to begin with right, um, right. well, well j- just for abandoned vehicles never mind um, um, you know people in there plus also as we know with boston they bombed the cities right uh, i mean sean you yeah. even mentioned that so wh- obviously they're going to do the same thing for kansas city too so a lot of the roads would be completely inaccessible so it's just like why would you go through the city it's just you no know, for hundreds of reasons never mind people worrying about people yeah the it felt like a plot thought- point that had to happen Sorry, the only reason, yeah no the only reason i was going to say anything was because if you notice Joel wasn't sleeping, especially that day getting yeah. into the drive. <laughs> After I'm she made that comment. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, to go with the thing is that he is sleep deprived and not in right mind to make good decisions. I mean that that I mean that's a fair thing to say. Again, though it's not implied. I mean it's usually when obviously in a book you can get away with that because you can read their minds. Yeah. But here they didn't mention that, so that's a fair assumption, but again, that's an assumption. So it's like, yeah. uh, it's still, yeah, they yeah, could have had her ask, you look really tired. Are you okay? Something. Right. <laughs> right. Well, there's the scene where he said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Well, you were the one that, decided. she didn't make you go through the city. You were the one who thought going through the city made sense. Yep. You know, yep. Um, no, no, I agree. I think, look, if, if you're living on Long Island and you have to get, to the mainland, the only way through is going through New York City, right? Right. That, that, other that's than an, that, that's an exception, exactly. Right. Yeah. Other than that, you know, he's in the Midwest. This isn't even like he's in like the the Rocky Mountains, and there's treacherous passes. It, he's basically got the north Flatlands. to the south to the east to the west. He's got nothing but flat. Right. Um. He he, he could have found ways around. Um. Yeah. Again, like if you're if you've got the Google Maps or ways directing you, and you're trying to get there by a certain time, that's one thing. He's not. 
Yeah. He is trying to get there safely. And he's got and, a physical map. <laughs> and he's got a physical map, right? So he's, he doesn't have to resort on relying on some machine giving him directions, whether he wants to pay pay the toll or not, whatever it may be. Uh, he, he can choose. He can choose. Go anywhere also, he wanted, any way, which way he wanted. And also, it's, it's interesting, too. Later in the episode, he says, uh, she, she asked him, how did you know the man was lying and it was a trap? And he says, oh, because I've done the same thing a long time ago. And I'm thinking, okay, so if he's done the same thing a long time ago, why would he go into a place where he probably did the same thing? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was just well, there's, there's, there's only two options. Option one, there's no humans in the city. The reason yeah, there would which, be no humans in the city is because there would be zombies in the city. Right. <laughs> or, or, or they nuked it. Or they nuked it. Right. And the other option is... You know, so so that's not a good alternative. Or that there are no zombies in the city, but pretty much the only reason there would be no zombies in the city is because people would have cleared it out. Um, right. You know, they talk and, about and, how they about how the they, plows coming through and making sure the roads were clear. Um, maybe that was the justification. I don't know. This is one but, I have but, not yet listened to the official okay. podcast. I would be curious to see what they said. So I listened right. because one thing I was going to get into is they made a big change from the game. Uh, it's, I don't know if you don't mind if you mind me going ahead, Phil. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's related to so, this anyway. It's just that so it's a different. In the game, area. you go to Pittsburgh, and they get ambushed in Pittsburgh, and they're trying to get across one of the bridges in Pittsburgh to get out. And I asked, I, I was messaging Phil last night because they changed it to Kansas City, which seems like, like, why did you make it that? Why did you make it Kansas City? And so I was listening to the podcast, and because they were saying, because they were filming between Calgary and Edmonton here in Alberta, that it was closer to a skyline of Kansas City than trying to recreate Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, and, and that may be fair, yeah, because between Pittsburgh and Harrisburg, um, this, this, those two cities in Pennsylvania, it's it's very mountainous, so that makes sense. And then when you hit Pittsburgh, you get three rivers uh, that merge yeah. versus yeah. Kansas City, which I think it's it's just the one big Mississippi. Um, so okay, that's fine. I mean, again, they can just do computer graphics nowadays, or 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 or, yeah. or, or cheap. You, you know, you know, you can pay. Um, a lot of movies do this, believe it or not. There's, there's just like there's Getty's images for for newspapers to purchase from Getty's, so they can put it in their newspaper. Mm-hmm. There's actually film stock footage of all these things that um, that are created that these movie companies buy from. And if you look at the end of credits, they'll say. Uh, all scenes filmed wherever, wherever, except these three, which were purchased by wherever. So, for example, um, Cell, that that movie by the Stephen King film with Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusack, that film, there was one scene of the New Hampshire, um, uh, I guess, forest and mountains, snowy, uh, that whole scene, which was like a, a you know, 10-second scene, you know, between, you know, they plug it into split out of two major scenes uh, from each other. They have this little 10-second scene in between. That was actually Norway, and it was from, like, a Getty's company that did stuff like that, and, and so they bought the footage, and they put it in their film, and so even though it's supposed to be New Hampshire, in the 
the credits, it says Norway. So that may, but but again, they didn't do that. They did what you said, Sean, which is they decided to make it Kansas City because that's flat, similar to Alberta and Calgary, right? So yeah, Calgary and Edmonton. Edmonton. And the other thing I noticed is because I wondered about this when they showed the scene of the buffalo, I was wondering. Okay, oh, yeah. well, we, I know there's buffalo here. That's, that's understandable. But I'm like, I don't think there are buffalo in Missouri. And they weren't. They've been reintroduced. Right. So I thought that was an interesting touch yeah. of, of in, in that sequence. Yeah. But, yeah, so anyways, it was interesting well, hearing well, I, what their explanation for yeah, why they chose right. Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. You, you see, for folks that are curious, because a lot of people don't know this, Kansas City is an interesting city because it's actually in Missouri, but it's literally on the Kansas City border. And then there's this little teeny here, Kansas City, yeah. on the other side of the river, um, and it's all one metro area, even though the city, Kansas City itself, the big city, is actually in Missouri. So that means what you said, Sean, is they traversed the entire state of Missouri. And those bison were on the east side of the Mississippi River. So you're right. That's an interesting little tidbit of, of reintroduced. It didn't even occur to me. <laughs> um, so. There is a – it looks like a herd, if, the, if I'm reading this correctly, of about 100 bison. Now, this is – unfortunately, this is in 2023. But in 2023, there's a herd of about 100 bison living in Missouri um, in one little county. So let's say they were there 20 years ago, that they weren't imported in the last 20 years. Right. You know, you, you you remove predators, you remove people, you, you knock down fences. Uh, yeah, I could see them you know, spreading out more across the state. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I thought it was a possible. nice touch either way. So yeah. whether people yeah. care about it or not, but I thought it was kind of neat. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, for folks who are curious, saying what the heck are we all talking about here? I, again, we're not here to uh, suck up to the showrunners, but we're also not here to uh, bash it either. So we're just doing fair reviews, making commentary, and and and, and talking well, about um, details, not just. Um, you know, what we see, you know, I mean, even further, you know, but anyway, go on, Mike. I think it's fair to say that we all agree that, that it was a really stupid decision on his part yeah. that I, that personally, I think that the people are way more used to, are very used to and accustomed to cities standing in for other cities. Most yeah. people don't know what the hell the sky, I mean, skyline of Kansas city looks like. Right. No offense to the folks living in Kansas City, but it's not New York City. You know, it's not the uh, it's, it's not even St. Louis. Yeah, right. right, or, right or, or 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 London. You know yeah. that that it's it's Kansas City. I'm, that, no, I'm sure it's a lovely city. I mean, it's a great place to be, but it's not a famous skyline. And yes, you might take you out, but hey, if I have to live with Toronto subbing for New York City from time to time, um, you know, you you can you can handle that. I think it's far more like. Yeah, it just logically doesn't make any sense that he had to go through the city. Uh, as far as people right. living in the city, well, Mike, uh, I, I, can, I, yeah. I just want to add one aspect before we continue about that point, which is if we remember in episode one, they talked about how if we left Boston, the quarantine zone, and were caught, we would be possibly caught and we would be executed and hung, right? So even if they were going through the city, they wouldn't want to even meet a 
quarantine zone. Yeah, they don't want or, to or the with the quote unquote government people rather than these rebel people because that's bad too because they could be hung for for why why are you not in the quarantine zone? So anyway, continue your 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 point, Mike. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can also understand you can make arguments depending on people. People, the cities offer protection, but they're also a death trap, right? Oh, there's walls, there's shelter. Uh, assuming that the population collapsed rather suddenly, there may be food, you know, like you know, canned ravioli, whatever, uh, to uh, to pick up along the way. Um, and I think people are really pretty freaking, but I don't think they are in any zombie apocalypse story. People are really good at, at clearing out predators. Um, I, I don't think that would necessarily be any different in this case if you're, they're working in tandem with a, with a plan strategically, methodically. Um, I think human would overcome whatever infection was there. We don't know what condition Kansas City uh, was in. You know, if it got bombed, um, Whatever I, I could see arguments either way for putting people well, there, but, but we we could assume that that Joel would have thought, well, we don't know if it was been bombed, but Boston was bombed, so maybe Kansas City was too. So maybe we should. But he also came up from Texas to Boston, so we don't know. Like, did he? You know, if he's passed through Kansas City before? I'm just saying, there's right. enough. I still think it's a bad idea because either it's filled with people or it's filled with zombies, neither of which is a good idea. Or, so, it's, in, or it's unpassable because of cars uh, and things like that. And that, that too. Yeah. So anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like they made the argument. Like They already said, well, why isn't the road – like episode two of The Walking Dead, right, was – or was it episode, episode two season – Two, I think, with The Walking Dead, if not season one, they're start, they're like trying to make their way through traffic because the the highways are lined with cars where people died or I just, you know, they ran out right. of gas, they got out. Right. Even even um, the, the book, The Stand, um, trying to get through the the tunnel, yeah, uh, in Colorado, I think, or Utah, wherever the hell it was. That um, one and the New thing. York, they, they and New York. Yeah, oh, and New York too. Yeah. You're right, and New yeah. York too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, you can't so, get anywhere in New York without the zombie apocalypse, right, um, exactly, without hitting yeah. traffic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, that's true. It's a terrible place to drive. Yeah. Um, they do make make the point that they've been having the, the plows go through, clearing out room for the trucks, not the trucks, the tanks and and whatnot. So that explains explain to me why the roads were clear. Okay. And maybe you could argue something like that had happened in the cities as well, so that the yeah, so I, I can make arguments for them going, for them being in the city if they weren't trying to avoid human contact, um, right? Or zombie contact. Or zombie contact. Yeah. But they clearly were. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, we're still not moving off from this. <laughs> yeah. So we we didn't, we continue. I, I, well, that was the first thing that we, we brought up was the pen to. Uh, Virginia thing that I, I made, which is where I came from, New Hampshire, all the way to Pennsylvania through West Virginia to Virginia, and I didn't I didn't hit one one city. Um, so all right, so we, we we got that out of the way. If we want to talk about more of that later, we can. Um, I wanted to throw out something, if you don't mind. Yeah, please. So in the opening series, when they're doing like they're trying, he's trying to gas up, and he's talking about that most of the gas has gone bad. 
you know, they're, they're doing their thing. And then he's talking about how, like, back in my day, you know, you could drive 10 to 12 hours on one tank of gas. And she's like, where did you go? Nowhere. I thought that was a very interesting yeah. well, comment. Well, it, it was a humorous comment, and I know why they, they said it. Um, and it also makes sense because I was thinking the same thing, which is, you know, where do you go? And you don't go anywhere. But I think – Obviously, that's more of a simplistic thing, and maybe it was a cute thing by the writers. But in honesty, if he really wanted to explain it, he would explain it how either any of us would, which is, well, rather than having to drive 10 miles to to get our groceries and then somehow carry them all back in a wagon, we were able to do all that in, in you know, 10 minutes round trip and then 20 minutes shopping. And, and or we, we drive to the, the gas station um, not to guess, to work, you know, because we, you know, he he was he worked construction, right? So uh, to get to work, I had to drive 20 miles away. Otherwise, I mean, if I didn't have that, I would have to bike it or take a horse. So I mean, he could have explained it, but I think they were trying to be cute with. with well, I think it was more the aspect of just that that he had when you like what like for us now, right? Yeah. There are reasons why we don't just get to travel wherever we want, yeah. right? So I thought it was just interesting, though, that like now in this situation, right, Ellie doesn't, you know, she hasn't experienced stuff so much. So, you know, she's asking just like, you know, well, you must have got to do all this stuff. And it's like, well, no, because I had responsibilities and, you know, and it's just one of those things of like where you think about the aspect of like how much of your life is spent doing all the minutia stuff. And how much oh, is spent doing the stuff that you love or dream yeah. of or hope for or anything, right? Right, right. There's no doubt that it was a cute thing for them to make us think something like what you exactly just said, which is we all we do is the minutia during uh, our life and, and the gas and driving was a, I guess, symbol of, of how – you have this power to do something incredible and all you do is the minutiae with it. And, and I guess that's what they were trying to say. I just felt it was a little too cute because again, he could have, if he didn't want to be, woe is me. But then again, it's tough to be that way in the real world. Never mind in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, he could have said something like, well, I, I I drove you know the twenty miles away to to the, the construction site and and that's where I, you know did my work and whatever and then I was able to get home quickly to see my daughter or, or my brother or whatever. But you know they he was in the melancholy mo- mood and he just said yeah I guess no, we I went nowhere with it you know. See, I mean, to me it I was yeah, to on. me it was more it was just commenting on taking for granted. Yeah, what we had and how we did and how you're seeing, for instance, um, Ellie in the last episode gets into the car and says it's like being in a spaceship. You know, you've got to be in a plane, you know, and he just bitches about what being in a plane is like and, you know, having me stuck in, you know, in a, in a chair and between two people and you know, getting, you know, shitty food or whatever it is. And she's just can't get over the idea that you could fly. Right. Let alone, but yeah. you could drive, let alone fly. Right. And, you know, so here I am, I'm living and we have this conversation often. We're, we live in my school. I'm 90 minutes away from, from New York city, which is uh, one of the cultural capitals of the country. And we have so many kids 
in our district who have never actually been there, right? They've not been to a show, to a museum, go shopping, you know, right. nothing. Yep. And and it's just it's literally ninety minutes away. Um, right. Oh, I've had kids Mike, who haven't Mike, actually as, been as out of my state, and which is weird because we're literally on the border with two others. Literally on the yeah, yeah. So, I, I can't believe um, they have not been over the bridge, Mike. That's, that's well, they may be dumb. Right. They, they may just be too stupid to know that. That's a whole other matter. But because well, I laugh whenever I go to the doctor, and like with, especially in COVID, and they're like, "Have you been out of the state?" It's like I can't get here without being out of the state. You know, it's just, right? Because my doctor's in Pennsylvania. I can't buy groceries without being out of the state. Right. Without, right, actually, right, without yeah. crossing into two. But yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm um, the same way. I'm the same way. I, I I live right on the Massachusetts border and not far from Vermont or Maine too. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, but I just like the that idea, right? That you know he could have done. He's like, well, back in my day, I could have done anything. Yeah. Well, did you? And no, I took it for granted. Right. Um, but it, it did make me laugh. It made me think of the, the an internet meme I've seen going around now, which said, you know. Back in my day, eggs and toilet paper were so plentiful, we would throw them at the houses of our enemies. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that meme. Yep, I remember that meme. Yep. So, right. uh, yeah, so obviously uh, they were trying to say something because, because yeah, again, he, he could have been serious and he could have said, I, I drove the 20 miles, you know, but he, he didn't. He, he was. But he did. He didn't do. He, he, he could have gone anywhere. And yes, we all. But it's also true, right? Is that. The lives that we have built for ourselves are busy ones. Now, I actually think that we have way more leisure time than people want to give them credit for. I think it's been misstated, some of it. The fact that you didn't get to do a whole lot back in in the ancient and olden days once the sun went down because you didn't have freaking light. You really didn't have much choice but to go to sleep and maybe try to produce another child. Um, and you were often working from from sun to sun, right? From sunrise to sunset. Um, we do have a lot of leisure time. Look at all the money we spend on and time we spend on entertainment. There are some people who have nothing better to do than to make shows in which they just sit around and talk about other shows. That's us right now. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. So to speak. Yeah. So. But I also think there's that whole thing of wherever you live becomes familiar, so you really don't go anywhere. Like, exactly. You know, I've got the mountains to the west of me, the ocean to the east, and I hardly ever go there. You know, <laughs> I just don't have yeah. the time. Right. Right. Well, well, the I was going to and every say, school, Mike, the kids there. The running joke I was going to say is that the running joke I was going to tell you was was Abe, who uh, uh, at this time is is, is uh, not doing the podcast, dark discussion podcast with us because of, uh, he's working uh, uh, night times now, but. Uh, he has grown up right here, uh, where basically where I lived, and he's never been to Maine. And I was like horrified when he when he told me he'd never been to Maine. I was like, it's like fifteen minutes away. You never been there? And he goes, I don't know, I never did. So, yeah, yeah, you take things for granted, like you're saying, Barrett. Uh, but Mike, you you were going to say something? I said, I mean, I, every school I've taught at, uh, I, I was in a few schools before I finally found a place where I belong. But, um. The kids always think their school is the worst school out of all the schools. Oh, yeah, we're a shitty school. I mean, in poor school districts and wealthy school districts, they all think the same thing because your perspective is so narrow, or especially right. when you're young, right? You just know the thing that you're used to, and that's it. Um, so, 
but I think that's that's the thing is Ellie's world is being expanded in a way that we can't appreciate because her world starts out as so restricted. And Joel is the opposite. He used to have a guy with all these opportunities, even if he didn't see it at the time. He had all these right. goods and luxuries in front of him. Yep. And he didn't even live long enough to get to Netflix. No. <laughs> um, right. His world crashed before you got yeah. to the I internet guess. as we know it. Yeah. Um, right. So all those options, he didn't have DoorDash. Right. Uh, or Uber. So right. he can just see what's been taken away and what's been lost. And, and even the things that he had that were special were, were to him mundane. So right. thinking nothing of getting on a plane and going someplace. Yeah. And so her well, world's expanding and he's, and she's kind of reminding him of what the world was like. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, you know, you have people, you know, that have lived 90 minutes from New York and never gone. Um, yeah. And, and I have that of interest here too, where, where I'll talk to my neighbor um, and, you know, Quebec is 90 minutes away. And they've never been to Canada, so it's it's just how it is. People, yeah. I mean, and it, but that doesn't mean they're they're mundane. It just means they're like you said, they may have busy lives elsewhere, right? Or so, just comfortable not needing to go to all those places. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. One other thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know that you know if you watch TV nowadays, they always try to say leave that crappy town you live in and go to the city and make your own life but some people are like no, they don't want right that yeah, some right. people are leaving the crappy city to go to the yeah, small yeah. places so. exactly and now that we can we can all work from home a lot not all of us but a lot a lot of folks can depending on your your job you you can you don't have to live in the city you know like some of these jobs required you know a few years ago so yeah it's you know i, I mean it's interesting point and aspect um, but I, 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 that when you brought that up, Sean, I, I picked up on that exactly too. And, and I was looking at it both ways, which is exactly what we were talking about, that what they were meaning, but also how I felt it was a little pretentious as well, uh, to be honest, because of the, the, um, I, I don't know, like a negative comment to the world he lived in prior to the collapse, I guess. Well, you can't you can't take well, it like that like either. It's just his character. I mean, it doesn't yeah. mean that it's a statement on life. That's yeah, what his character yeah. believes. That's true. Now, so let's see. Um, we can uh, continue talking, but uh, uh, we can talk more about that pre-Kansas City stuff uh, if you want. Um, I like that the coffee. That was kind of funny. Uh, she didn't like that. Oh, the Pono magazine. Uh, the, that was the stuff. They was took stuff funny. from the game because yeah, that like right. later on, like I think it's actually in the second game where Ellie comes across coffee and she says that line. And they, okay. even the stuff in the 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 truck when they're when she finds the magazine and she's like teasing Jewel. Um, that's all straight from the game. So I mean. They're, they're, there's, you know, aside from some changes they've made, you know, they're actually using actual dialogue. What was the magazine actually found in? In the yeah, she was it, she was going through the back of the truck as he's driving okay. in the game, and, and, it, and, and it was a pl- Playgirl, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right, so so, so it would would it be a magazine that 
a heterosexual would have is what I'm saying. A heterosexual. Yeah, so it was, have. yeah. So, so that's why that was the only yeah. thing in the game that yeah. gave you a hint about Bill. Gotcha. Right. Whereas, yeah. So, I mean, and that's what they built on for the series or whatever. So, but I just thought the, right, the, the attention okay. of using gotcha. the dialogue and they yep. did it again, like you even mentioned later in the episode when she asked him about like, how did you know about the, the ambush? And he's like, yeah, I've, I've been on both sides. Like that's exactly happens in the stairwell that in that same dialogue. So, right. The, the, I mean, they're, they're pulling straight from the game in that regard. So that's good. The thing I was going to throw out before I forget as well, and I know this is jumping around, but yeah, we can jump the, around, to be honest, um, the Chekhov's fungus in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't care how crazy you are that you want to kill Henry or whatever. Would you really sit there when you see no. your floor, floor is undulating that, yeah, no, that's okay. That's cool. That's right. cool. Well, well, and that's the thing. I, I, I wasn't a fan of, of, of the, the villains. I even said, and, and I'm just throwing this out as a, a question. I'm not saying I agree with this by any means. So, uh, any listeners don't don't think I'm I'm, I'm making a, a point either way. But uh, is it believable that in an apocalyptic, chaotic world that she would be the leader of the these group of like scumbags? I, think, I guess I think it could happen. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I was wondering. Though. What's that, Mike? Are they scumbags? Well, that, that's a fair point too. We don't, I mean, well, I, they're, they're definitely not. They're, they're definitely uh, b- bad because they they execute without trial. Um, well, yeah, she executed the one guy, right? Well, someone that she's known since her in, childhood, in since the day she was is, born. Some of this is based on their experience with the previous regime, which is what we right. see happens in the real world. Um, right. And she right. just might be that that level of charisma enough and ruthless enough for those people to follow her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, it, you could say, yeah, but you know, all you have to do is punch her in the head once, some somebody. And the question is, would they all? Well, you could say that about Hitler. Well, you could say that about Hitler. But all right, that's fair. I, I was just curious. I, I I don't want to even argue the point. I was right, just but you throw, but no, also, it's a good I point. I'm just not. Yeah. Not knowing where this story goes in the game. It, well, I know new. in the game it, it, it doesn't. They're exist. just a generic group yeah. of, of bad guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know who this kid is that pops up in his father. I guess pops up at the end. Right. I don't. Uh, well, I don't I, know what this story is. In yeah. her mind, she just saw friends and family murdered. Well, she thinks by those two people, and he helped them get away or was somehow alive. And so she's royally pissed, and you're in a system where, no. yeah, yeah. Let me just add this because we're, Druckmann, I think that's the guy's name, the other the co-creator of the show, and, and one of the co-creators of the game. Um, he said at the end, and it, it, it resonated really well with me because this is exactly what I thought, what he said, but specific. And basically, he says when you have one bad dictator, and people are upset about that goddamn Siri. Uh, when you have one bad dictator and speaking of dictators, 
Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and uh, you have one bad dictator. Oh, I have my Apple story that was horrible a week ago. I'll talk about it some other day. But anyway, um, so you have the dictator, and people are upset, and they want to overthrow the dictator. And Druckmann said a lot of times after they overthrow the dictator, the people they put in place turn out to be worse or are equal to the dictator they overthrew. Yeah, the revolutions in France proved that. Right. Well, and I was going to say I was going to say Cuba. So, so Back yeah, to. so yeah, yeah, so exactly. France, Cuba, Cuba. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, uh, uh, Iran. You know, you can go yeah. on and on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 1984. I mean, that's not actually 1984 too, because that was like the whole thing of Goldberg in the middle. Um, but, and I mean, that's the story of, of Animal Farm, right? Um, right. Yeah, two zombies yeah, they, good, four zombies better, or whatever. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's that, but it's also, I mean, people, we, we really do take for granted intellectual achievement. We we, we respect, we, we may respect in Marvel, and again, even that we take for granted, technological achievement. You know, at least, you know, the next generation of video games. Oh, my God, look how great the graphics are before we get bored and, with and, them after and, two hours and of playing. I want, and philosophy, too, because you have a lot of people, you know, humanism or even good religious philosophy, and we take all that right. for granted as well. Right, and I would say, that's what I'm saying. Any, any sort of mental, philosophical, theological, scientific, that kind of knowledge, the thinking part of it. So just when we look at back and see um, – like the hammer eye by his code, and we think eye for an eye was ruthless and brutal. Well, there wasn't even that rule before then. The right. idea that you should, that you are that <laughs> vengeance that, or that justice should be measured and proportionate, as opposed to you know a head for an eye, you know, <laughs> or your entire village for an eye. Um, you know that's that's revenge, right? It's um, that that's that's what we change. So you take civilization away, it's not going to take more than a few minutes for people to start reverting to those those things. And people always want to do that. We see people, you know, crowds get bloodthirsty. You know, it's the, where lynch mobs come from. You know, whether the they're you know whether the person was guilty or not. You know, people will so will demand you know blood from somebody for whatever their crime is. That's how people um, get involved in mobs that happen exactly. today. Yeah, I mean, it's just so. So, it, I, I don't. I'm not saying she's a good person. I'm not saying she's a bad person. But I'm saying I certainly understand, given the context that we saw, she saw people she loved murdered or killed. She thinks murdered. She's wrong. But again, our instinct is not to say, "Well, before I jump to conclusions here, let me perform a." Very thorough well, forensics investigation. All right, well, let's let's ta- let's take a, a, away her 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 cold blooded killing of the doctor that her mother hired to give her birth to her. Let's just look at what Sean said, which is she's that much of an ass and stupid too, and vengeful that she's going to ignore the thing in the basement, which will immediately kill all her people just for vengeance because of three or four people got killed that may have been killed by the people she thinks killed them when it wasn't even them. Well, Well, yeah, and they got killed because of what they did, not... Right. They were were the guilty party. The ones that were killed were the guilty party because they were trying to kill and kidnap and For no reason. For no reason. reason. Exactly. So you understand that's... That humanity, right, is 
my actions are fine. It's your actions that are the problem. Well, yeah. Of course. The thing I was going to throw in, too, is like killing a doctor. We don't know how many doctors she actually has right? access to. So right. it seems like I don't you just use them as a slave a if you're going to be you that can have much a grudge, of But evil. it seems odd that you would kill right. your medical people. But and there's whatever. a whole medical university there. They're, they've got thousands. They're fine. Got thousands? And, and, okay, there we go. Yeah, and, and we know that that you know a brother against brother. I mean, you know, before the, you know the Civil War, United States Civil War, war between the states, if you prefer. People who were neighbors would pick up arms, and suddenly and they hated each other. Each other. Right, yeah. right. I, I mean, actually, we've seen it ourselves. Not not to violence, but hatred. We have where we've been friends with people on social media. Or, and because they suddenly didn't like a a political thing that someone said, they disown the person for the rest of their life, and they never talk to them again, and they block them. So we see it over petty things, never mind real things. So it, fine, I, she she doesn't have to like the, the doctor that her mother used and liked, nor the doctor that actually gave birth to her. Fine. He, she thinks he's a traitor or whatever. Fine. They, these, you can you can dislike someone that you used to be best friends with. We we know all have had these things happen to us. Um, however, Sean's point: if we just look at it as a medical profession, you don't kill a doctor. What you do is you you, you just keep them in prison because we will need you eventually. And if the doctor is a an honest and good man, he'll help anybody that comes to him, even if it's someone that's on the opposite side, even if he is a prisoner. So why would she just kill him except she's an idiot? She's an idiot. Yeah, she's just a well, terrible person. She, because well, she, she could killed, have, she she could killed have multiple him. doctors. If she's got like five, she doesn't need him. Maybe. But it seemed but, but, by based on the conversation she had yeah. with her right-hand man, it didn't sound like she had lots of doctors. Uh, right, that's right. Just, again, that's my assumption. I could be wrong on that. But just by how it was presented, it wasn't like she said, oh, okay, I've got like a team of doctors. It doesn't matter. It seemed like she has a doctor and she didn't like the response from her heard guy so she goes back and just murders the doctor right. and again we could have whatever justification or whatever that's you know whatever but the fact is you're like mike is saying in intellectual people are in very high demand in a situation like this you want the professionals in the medical field or whatever right? or, or, yeah, or, or the mechanics or the engineers or the, you need, you or, need yeah, those yeah, people yeah, the people yeah. who have the skills you're thinking but, rationally in a non-rational right. situation oh no and, well, and what, the, what, the what, thing what? i was going to say too is that i listened to the show the showrunners talked about this in their podcast for this episode that they said that they were trying to make her more gray i didn't and see that at all that people would see more empathy in her situation. I'm not sure. That, that did not. Quite... That did not give me empathy for her. That made me no, think she's it, pretty. That made me think she's ruthless. I well, didn't necessarily yeah, think yeah. she's evil, but ruthless right. for sure. Right. Well, and no, also, I, I think if, if I was ruthless, she would have killed him sooner. If if uh, well, I don't no, agree no, with that. I, no, I th I think she was she was holding on to him because she was she was eventually going to probably torture him and and get the information from him. But but she just <laughs> got pissed because her friend or son or whoever the hell that person was died. So she just went and blew his brains out. But the other thing too is her her number two. I I, I think I would betray her and said there's a, there's something in the basement. 
and and for her to not and for him to go along, he's as stupid as her. They, these people are terrible. They're just rotten. Well, again, it depends. You're, you're, let's 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 not confuse wisdom and morality. You can be kind right. and stupid and right. evil and smart. Um, but, then, but they're evil and stupid, which makes it even more worse. Well, what I again, I, I think there's there's a lot of more gray in this, but if you prefer. I, what I don't know, having never played the game, I don't know what the thing in the basement is. Well, it I don't good. know if they know what the thing in the basement is because I'm like confused. So I don't know if that's a thing they think they can handle, or if it's a thing that they think they have time to deal with. And because of the difference between you know an, an urgent situation, she and, felt and a, there was time. time. She felt there was time, but he didn't seem to because no, he, he was like, we, sh- it, yeah. we should tell them now. And she's like, no, we'll wait until after this is dealt with. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, I, if either either way, if you don't know what it is and it's not normal, meaning it's supernatural or something crazy, I, I think I think Barrett's right on is that other guy had his doubts, but because he's such a simp or simp or whatever the word term is, he'll go, okay, boss, I'll do what you want a, me to it's do. It's a thing – Again, I don't know what it is. So it's a thing in the basement of one building, and you have these people in a city, blocks away. Yeah. You know, as opposed to what they're hunting for are intelligent human beings. I don't know why they're hunting for them. See, this is all work. You know, but but you, and, can't you do both? You probably. That's could, what he wanted to do. He wanted. To I, do I don't know. I don't know why she thinks they have to get them. What she thinks is more of a threat or why she thinks it's more urgent. So I'm just reserving some judgment here because I don't know exactly what the deal is. I don't know if like the kid has the Death Star plans. I have no clue why she's going after these two people. What yeah, they I know, don't know either. Yeah. What yep. they have, maybe what they know really is that important. You know, maybe they're going to an enemy with this important uh information about you know their locations and they're afraid they're going to get wiped out regardless so that does take precedent but but, you know or maybe it's something that's a personal relationship and so she's just not thinking in her right mind which would be another thing well that's what i'm Um, thinking is going on yeah she's she's, she's just ruthless like i mean maybe i for, for for example i don't think it is but let's say that was her son then you could understand why i should have that i have to take care of this now and be thinking of oh, yeah. that immediacy as opposed to... <laughs> but but the number two would say you're not thinking clearly. I know it's your son, or this is person is important to us, but... Number two is we, a dumb fuck. Well, he has to be, because he's a simp, for sure. Because there's no reason they couldn't take both p- p- issues. You know, like any government, where there's... There, all right, got to make sure the water's running, but you're well, also got to make sure... it could be important just to keep it not exposed to anybody else rather than deal with it might be harder to deal with it than it is to um, just leave it alone. Unless it's something that's growing, but you could probably have, have people guarding the door. That's what she said. She said, keep it guarded. She said, keep it guarded, but don't let, and don't let anybody in, but we're going to deal with this later. But you know what happens when you have someone guard it? You, you, yeah, they you, get you, turned you, and they die. Yeah, exactly. Just like the, the thing. Right, exactly. I, I know exactly how it's going to turn out. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that if I was going to do that and I thought I had time, which we don't know that they know that because we don't know what they know about what's in the basement. Right. Um, right. That's what makes it difficult for me to assess whether she's making a smart choice or a dumb choice. But either way, you know it's not good. 
What's in the no, basement? yeah, it's definitely not good. <laughs> um, so it could be garden flowers. <laughs> <laughs> garden flowers that eat people. <laughs> yeah. Is this like yes. Little Shop of Horrors now? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, the spores. You know, I mean, they changed the game from the game where the spores now can have interconnection for like miles, right? So it, it it's. It's it could be something like that, and and I I'd assume these Kansas City people know everything that the people in Boston knew. Well, yeah, and that could know. be a that could be a huge problem because if it does have contact within miles, they could all of a sudden have a lot if they mess with that thing. They could have a lot in there at once. Or they'll just oh, yeah. have it anyways because it's going to attack them sooner or later, right? Right. I would assume. I mean, well, well, yeah, we I know. Mean, maybe I mean, it's Kansas a check City off. didn't get hit quite as badly as other places. Maybe they kept it more under control so they didn't need to get firebombed. Right. Maybe they managed to clear the city out. Who knows why or what the situation is. We don't know how much of that zombie threat or deceptive threat they've been dealing with. Um, right. So I'm We've barely been exposed to them. Right. right. <laughs> to me, there's just way too many unknown variables for me to be they are they are certainly adversarial, and I, they would, I would certainly be concerned to uh, of, uh, Joel and Ellie if they get caught. Yeah, but I'm I, but I, I'm really like given given what we saw in the rest of the episode, yeah. um, with uh, with Joel and him admitting he's done this kind of crap too. Uh, I would really want to see um, more, and I'm reserving some judgment until I find out more of their backstory. Well, let's talk a little bit about this. We got the game, right? And the game, if I'm not mistaken, is a little different where we we focus on the two people at the end of the episode that hold them up hostage. But we never learn about the baddies except we know they're antagonists and baddies. So yeah. I don't know why they decided to give us backstory to some of the villains. And I know that they said this in the little podcast after the episode uh, where they go, oh, we wanted to you know, build the characters and, and, and put faces and backgrounds to these characters. And I'm thinking, but they're going to be all killed within 20, well, not 24 hours, but, but in within one more episode. So do, do we even need to know? Except, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that was the thing is like you said, Mike earlier, which well, is the, the best part of the episode was when we we're focusing just on Joel and Ellie, and if the baddies appear, it's still part of Joel and Ellie's perspective. So now huh. they're switching completely to these other characters that I don't give a rat's ass about. Right. I and, wish they'd have stayed in their perspective because that would have helped just keep solidifying their, you know, relationship together, which is the part I liked about this episode the most. Well, this is the part that concerns me too, because, like I mentioned before, there's another group that they will encounter down the road if they Maybe. stick with the the game that they would that would have sufficed using because there's going to be more that you're going to have to deal with whenever it gets there so it's just odd that now you've created like these two groups that it just seemed odd to 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 delve into that and I mean, I have nothing right. against the actress. She's a great actress, and I enjoy the stuff that she's in. It just the this way of dealing with it just seemed odd to me. But that's just me, though. Well, I, I think it's what what me and Barrett said, which is we just preferred to, if they kept it all in Joel and Ellie's perspective. Yeah. The the episode. 
But I don't know. What about you, Mike? What, what's your feeling about any of this? Um, well, I like the fact that they were dealing with a theme to me of, of some moral ambiguity of that. Um, well, and I can't say I do like that too. Sorry. And and that's kind of necessary. You can't do that if all you're seeing of these bad guys is that they're bad guys. Now you could argue the points. I, again, I not. I'm going in blind where you and Sean have a better idea of what's coming down the road. Um, maybe they're taking this and merging it with a, a future story so they avoid that problem. I know, I, and certainly I know, like, I'll, I'll point to, since we were talking about Walking Dead, which, by the way, I do think the thing about the gas going bad was a shot at the Walking Dead. I don't know if they did that in the video game, too, um, where, like, the first seven or eight years, there was plenty of gas to go around. But... Um, so in the in the comic, they have the, the story where they're in the, the prison, and then they have the fight with the governor, and the governor basically destroy, destroys the walls of the prison, and they have to leave the prison. And they, you know, in the fight, the governor's killed. And in the comic, and in the in the the TV show, they set up the battle. It ends prematurely. The governor goes wandering away. They spend two episodes making the governor, seeing the governor, and the, the tangents. So you're not seeing your main characters. And like maybe trying to make him more sympathetic, and then he, you know just to have him turn around and bring all these people he's found, bring them back exactly to there where they were to attack the prison, and the whole story plays out the same way it would have at the end of the previous season if they just let it play. It felt like it just a colossal waste of time of two episodes to stretch a story out when they didn't really need to do it. Because they just yep. ended up at the same point anyway. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and here, uh, by the way, same thing, the movie Duel, which uh, that Steven Spielberg directed. Um, I didn't know it when I watched it. There was like this segment in the middle of the movie where the character does like a little story and ends up right back where he was 10 minutes earlier. And I said, that felt really weird. What was the whole point of that? And then, of course, I looked. And I saw that that whole segment was added so that they could stretch out the runtime because it was a TV movie, make it longer so they could air it in theaters, show it in theaters in Europe. Right. So they just needed to add 10 minutes to the movie. So they just put this little thing in there. That's a side quest. And it amounted to nothing. Um, and maybe that's what's going to end up happening here. I don't know. But I, I'd like to at least get through. The, it's hard to judge this story this aspect of the story until we get to the end of it. I'm just saying that I'm, in, I'm midway through this ride and I'm enjoying where this ride is going so far. Now, let me and, ask this. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask to add to that. Um, so are they, did they set them up this way intentionally? I mean, we knew they were villains anyway, and it may be gray, Depending on your perspective, I, I think they're just rotten people. But let's say, let's say, Barrett, you're absolutely right that that, that you know they're ruthless, but not necessarily evil. Um, did they set them up this way, whether they're ruthless or whether they're evil, intentionally to be us to cheer next week when they all get slotted by the zombies? I think they set them up as a little gray for so that we don't cheer, so we have some empathy for them interesting all right yeah see i i was looking at it as i, I don't know if I, I just hated him i 
I so for me, I'm gonna you have a habit there. of seeing things very, very black and white, Phil. Yeah, well, and I, I don't see it that way. Well, and that's fair. That's fair. So, so based off of what I saw, where she slotted this guy that she's known for her entire life, and in such a quick and decisive way after she had some passionate moment of anger, and then to ignore the the thing in the basement, um. And, and then to have her people set up traps for people like Joel and Ellie, it just made me say, okay, I, I, I can't wait to watch them all die later. And so when Brian, that's the, the boy that, or, or young adult, 20-something, that Ellie shoots to save Joel, and again, you know, the Chekhov pistol that, that we all predicted would happen. Um, when, no, a little faster than I expected. Yes, me too. Um, when he tells her to go in another room and then he kills Brian and Brian, they try to make as a sympathetic character. Um, I, I, no, I, I, I don't think, I don't think they're trying to make him sympathetic by the way. Oh yeah. I, he may be right. So I, I was fine that he killed him because me, me too. He got yeah, what me, he deserved. <laughs> right. Well, and I was, I don't even look at it that way. I, and you're right, Barrett, but I was even looking at it. Like I always say with horror films, when, when you, when the bad guy is down, you make sure they never get up again yeah. in horror films. And and based off of what this guy was doing, he was he was going to kill Joel. So and if you let this guy go, he's he can identify say, you. Yep, exactly. He's going to say this is where they were. <laughs> and like, yeah, so you, he he had to go. He had to go. Yep. So I had no issues with that at all. And I wasn't sure if they were trying to make me feel sympathetic for Brian or not. And you're saying they weren't Barrett. So I don't think so. The, and he. He only seemed like he was crying because he got caught, not because he did what he did. And so right. I would have never let him live. He was just begging for his life. He wasn't saying, I'm yeah. really sorry. He's just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not so bad. I'm, 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 I'm. Right. And, and no, even if he you're... did say, I'm sorry, <laughs> it was only because he got caught and he lost. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I'll, 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 here's the thing. I'll go. Mm. No disagreement as to what he deserved. <laughs> you know, he, he made his bed and he. he you know, and he just got caught with his pants down. Um, yep. And he got shot in the back by a little girl, bitch. Um, <laughs> but we all tend to, to dehumanize, right? Whoever our our adversary is, right? Yes. Whatever the obstacle is, we don't see them as a flesh and blood human being, and we always have to remember, um. Whoever the person is, no matter who they were are and how awful they thing they've done, they are still people. They are people who, at some point, were born, had a, were full of potential, had a mother, have a family. Most of them do have some loved ones, people who will miss them when they're gone. All these things that are there. I'm not saying that some people don't deserve to get got. Well, and some but people there are is still humanity be, there, and and and. They may have be have humanity, but if they're cluster B or some other evil influence or some something's wrong with them, if they're just yeah, I don't think bags. this is cluster B. I think this is people doing what they need to survive. To survive, Joel yeah. himself All right, has, has said he's he's done this himself. So yeah, and that that's, well, that's yeah. because that is yeah. what because because that could very easily have been right. say ten years earlier. That might have Your been next Joel. door neighbor. Yeah, right. Well, and that's and the thing though. The, so, that that boy could have been dating his his daughter ten, if 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 his daughter was still alive and it was in a normal world. But the interesting thing is that whole scene. That guy doesn't feel to me like he's regretful. It feels to me that he's sorry he got caught, 
even the way he's pleading seems that way. And right. so, at so that was point, he, was he was looking no, at Joel as a human, is what you're saying? He was trying to make himself seem more human to Joel so Joel would let him live. Right. And, and, that's, it, and that makes but, sense because you don't want to die. Right. Right. right but, exactly. that, but that's part of the humanity is that he's a human being who's, who's desperate for his life. And at that point, he wasn't expecting it to go. You think he, he and maybe he was just full of shit. I think he just got shot in the back. He couldn't feel his legs. He was probably in tremendous amount of pain. And you know what? A lot of people just start right. crying for the mommy, which is basically what he was doing when they were in a lot of pain. And yeah. so I don't, I don't think he was necessarily. Yeah, he was trying to save his life, but I also don't know that he was lying necessarily either. No, I don't think he was lying, but he never really like said, "Hey, I'm I'm really right. sorry." Right. He didn't feel like well, he was actually and, sorry. And, and we also know if he didn't get hurt, and if he didn't get his pants pulled down, as as you used the analogy, yeah, right? he'd have killed Joel. He, he would have killed, and he probably would have oh, killed Ellie too. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But this, which is which is which is why I'm not saying I I wouldn't have done the same exact thing. I'm right. not saying he didn't kind of deserve what he was going to get. Right. Um, there, there is, I, I, and I always use the example of, there's a reason why you have rattlesnakes have rattles on their tail, why animals you know, will, will threaten each other. Because yeah. the moment a, a blow is thrown, the moment you throw a punch, right. they can get you hurt might die. Well. Yeah. Something is yeah. gonna, bad is going to happen. And oh, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. when, when they initiated this, and let's be clear, they initiated it. Yep. Joel was just driving through. Right. They were assuming a risk. Yep. And it backfired on them. And Big time. We, we have to assume <laughs> that this was not the first time they've done something like this. Maybe right. it was. Maybe we'll find out last week that they're all starving to death and they were so desperate for food <laughs> they finally had to go and do this this trick that they learned watching this guy Joel do ten years ago. Who knows? More likely than not, this ain't the first time. Yeah. Right. So And even if it is the first time they had an wrong. intent. They still it, had an intent. They had right. the intent. It's still it's still wrong. Uh, they they still again, for lack of a better term, got what they deserve. At the very least, they can't be crying foul when it happened to them. Um, so I'm not trying to say that, but it doesn't mean I can't feel for the fact that there is a human being there who oh, just yeah. lost his life and has thrown his life away because of a stupid decision. I do right. think it's funny that Chekhov's gun already got used, where you guys were saying it was going to be used to save yeah. him. We all yeah. thought that last week, and it, it was immediately used. Yeah, man, it was used what, right as away. Mike yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> I also have to say, and I said this to Sean offline last night, which it, when I was watching it, with, and he was watching it, I said I, I was impressed that he used a knife to kill this guy instead of wasting a bullet. And well, no noise, too. The, well, right, plus, said, plus you don't want to waste a bullet, right? Yeah. The showrunner said specifically that the reason they did the knife kill was because ammunition is so rare. Oh, I see. I didn't hear that. That's, and that, and that's what I was that, thinking, though. That's what I was thinking. And the noise. Why would you want to bring more attention to yourself by shooting when you don't need to? Yeah, right, so, right. Not that it mattered because they already had a, a couple of shot, gunshots yeah. anyway. But, yeah, that's a fair point. It's definitely the, the bullet, though. You want to save the bullet. Yeah. Yeah, but that's now he only gets to use that knife two more times. That's true. That is true. That is true. That is true. Yeah, the the joke in the video game, three yeah, times and it's gone. Yeah. Um, but the so, part with the Chekhov's gun was also in the video game too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I assume. So 
yeah. So I mean, it's so and the fact that they like it, like aside from changing the cities, it's 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 it played out exactly how it did in the game, pretty much. Right. So it just a different was a different situation where in the game Joel and Ellie get separated because he falls down an, an ele- elevator shaft. And he's like swimming through this water and comes out and one of the thugs is waiting for him and attacks him. And then it's Ellie who comes up and, and shoots the guy. So similar right. situation and I'm- saves him. And then that's where Joel then's like changes, you know, his mind about her having a gun. I was also disappointed that Ellie didn't just walk up to the guy and shoot him right in the head. That's what I was hoping he was shooting to. I thought she was just going to stab him. Yeah, she pulled out the knife first, and then she pulled out the gun, and then she started walking. I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be awesome." Let me rephrase: There's nothing awesome about it, but but it's 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 just a show, so it's fake, so it doesn't matter. It's like video games, so which it's based off of. Uh, Is it going right up? Is it really? And blow his brains out, and then. Yeah, kind of sort of. And then um, Sean made a good point, too. The way she shot him, or the way they had her angle the gun based off of, it looked like that the bullet could have traversed through this guy and went into Joel, too. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking that, too, Sean. It was, it was kind of funny. I, uh, I tend to think she's a 14-year-old girl. Uh, he is a He's a young man, but he's still a, a man. We don't know if he's really as injured as he, he, he's he's acting. Um, you you walk up to him from behind, try to stab him. Anything could happen. That's very true. I <laughs> I, I would have, and you know, I, she said he's not the first, and that's probably true. But that doesn't, you right. know, that doesn't mean she's like. Um, you know, Jules from Pulp Fiction. You know, right? And, yeah, and, she's, and she's also she's, she's going to know exactly how to how to ice a motherfucker, right? And, and also um, this this game, this movie, just like the the video game or not movie but show. Um, th- this is there's no superheroes here, right? She's not going to be a 14 year old superhero that knows how to avoid this and that. You know, she's just everything street fights here. Every you know, there people no sharpshooters. Everybody street fighters. There's there's no no skilled at people here. In the and, game, uh, it's a lot of stealth kills too, because you don't yeah. want to bring attention to yourself. Right. So it's right. A, and the, the the thing that's good, or that they do in the second game, which is they even talked about, was that they start when you start killing off the the enemies, their their friends are calling out their names and and like bringing that aspect to it, where it's not you're just not baddie number five. It's like, oh no, like you, you murdered Joe, <laughs> or something. Right, so the like, AI in the video game is smart. Where if they if they call out and the person doesn't call back, they know that there's something wrong. Something's happened, and then they find the body, and they're like, oh my god, they killed Joe. Right, right. And yeah, so there was like, um, there's a writer. So at uh, one of the scares at care conventions, they had a writing seminar uh, by I think it's uh, Ronald begins with a D. But he's yeah, written for video games, and yeah. and oh, yeah, I he's written. Yeah, I think it was fine. Call of Duty. No, it's not Call of Duty. Splinter Cell. I think he wrote because he was was writing for Ubisoft, and he recently left that position. Uh, That's fine. So they and they have to come up with with dialogue for the for non-player characters, right? Just like when you're stealthing around, you know. So there's a little life in the game, and some of the writers just like were just throwing random dialogue because they just had two guys talking about about school 
and they, the writers just used whatever their college was. And they heard – and so, you know, it's, you know uh, Solid Snake's supposed to sneak up behind him and kill him and, you know, move. And they heard from uh, from some gamers that they couldn't kill him because that was the school they went to. And they suddenly felt sorry for the, the guards. And they empathized with them. And they couldn't do it. And, you know, I just – I just thought that was, and that's just making me think of that now. We're just because it's that that humanity, right? If we make that yeah. connection with someone, it's a whole lot harder to kill them. Right, right. Well, and that's what made me more roll my eyes when she killed the doctor. And again, we we, we can hate people on the internet, and they can hate us just for some stupid comment, even though we were best friends for twenty five years. But she was to the point where. She just blew his brains out, and she knew this guy since the day she was born. So, but I would I would also need to know does that what contradict did he do? your point? That, well, what, what did he do? Yeah, you know what was the betrayal? If there was one, but it was a betrayal from her point of view. Her point. That's what yes. I was about to say. Exactly. It's her perspective. But, but, but it's it, not necessarily true. But it is always from our point of view, right? Yeah. Um. And, and that's often a problem, right? Is that we can't see from beyond our point of view right and that's why um, i use use uh, social media and some stupid political comment and because it's not your point of view you immediately hate that person for the rest of your life and it's like that was the stupid weirdest thing but if if something like as silly as that maybe whatever this guy did was a, when it's more life and death related it makes more sense that she would hate him now yeah so but again, we don't know enough, right? We don't know enough what 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 he did. She believes that he's protecting these two brothers. That's all we know. Harry and I don't know Adam or something. Harry and Sam. Yeah. Harry, Harry and Sam. Yeah. Harry, right. Right. Exactly. So that is, I guess, enough of a betrayal uh, to her. Because but I think they, she's. A, I think what she was insinuating, and I, you can correct me on this was that she was insinuating the doctor was selling people out to the Fedra people and that her brother was one of those people. And that's why it's so personal for her. Again, right. that doesn't, again, I could be wrong, but that's what I took from it. That still yeah. doesn't justify the crazy decisions she makes later. But right. that is from her perspective or whatever. She thinks that her brother was murdered because of this doctor. So right. I'm because he's to- now, She's she's determined that this doctor is fighting for the other side. And from her, other side from her perspective, it it is worth doing what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would concur that. It, it, but yeah, based based off of the little we've seen of her, though, I'm like, oh my god, I would I would not, I would be out of here as soon as possible. She's a, a moron. But the, again, the, the, we, the, yeah. Yeah, go on. I, I, that's all. I didn't really. No, I was going to say. I thought that though the other funny thing I thought was like the Mission Impossible nod, where he crests, like puts the glass across the floor. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, that was, that was good. something that yeah. Ethan Hunt did. So, yeah, I thought that yeah. was kind of a little funny trick. It didn't work, but well, well. Sp- speaking of that, I, I actually thought it was brilliant that if you're stuck in a place like a city and you don't want to be found. And you know we we had a, we were we did the podcast on that uh, Zack Snyder uh, zombie movie his last one that that took place in Vegas and, yeah, Army of the Dead and, Army of the Dead and and there was a woman that got kidnapped and she was being held hostage in 
uh, this this fifty foot fifty story building, and the chance that any of them would ever find her is probably in in the time frame they had to, which was like an hour, is like zero. And and we 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 ripped that scene pretty bad and during our podcast for that uh, movie, so it made sense to me that why not go to the thirty third floor or wherever the hell they went and sleep up there versus say the first or second or third floor, right? Because yep. the chance you're going to be found is almost zero. So I, th- I thought that was pretty awesome. And that's the reason why, oddly, it, it may be a little too coincidental, but this Harry, I mean, what are the two characters' names? Sam Henry and, and Sam. Henry and Sam, the reason they haven't been found is because they were thinking the exact same thing, and that's why they they, they caught Joel and Ellie at the end, I think. Well, I think what they were did, they must have been tailing them at some point. Is what? Oh, that's thought. possible too. Yeah, that's because in the game too. it's different. Because in the game, when they're like the the whatever militia that's going around the thug militia that's in Pittsburgh, they're there's going around with all their vehicles, right? That yep. and that's why you have to stay away from because there's one armored vehicle that's going around. It has like the fifty caliber gun or whatever, and just it's like hunting you down. So you're trying to go into buildings and go where you can't be seen and stuff. And they go into the one building and they're going out on the ledge trying to go into one of the other uh, apartments or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's where they stumble upon Henry and Sam and they get into a fight. And then Henry realizes that they're not part of the hunters because in the story in Pittsburgh, the, the militia people have no kids. There's not a single kid because Kids slow you down, so they've murdered all the kids. Right. And so Henry realizes that they're not hunter people or whatever because he's got a kid. And that's what changes the sequence for them where they then work together and do other stuff. Right. Interesting. But that yeah, wasn't really put across in this one, right? They well, we'll, we'll find out thing. next episode, obviously, because they just met yeah. up this one. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But, but I do like the fact, though – my original point, which is go to the highest level or, yeah. or some random floor. No, it doesn't even have to be the highest level. You, you know, you just pick – if you have 60 stories, you know, pick at level 47, right, and and just find one of the 45 rooms on that level. And it could be an office building. It doesn't even have to be an apartment. And and you could be probably safe for, for a good week, if not longer, if you had supplies. Um Let's see. What else did we want to talk about? Uh, anything else that we we had on anybody's list that they wanted to bring up? Um, Barrett, Mike. Nope. Mike. Why? Why do you inherit diarrhea? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that that was funny. Yeah. And that that's straight from the game too. Is the the joke book or the pun book? So. That was a nice touch too. And the the showrunners were talking about, and this was interesting. They were talking about usually when you're trying to to like have a kid character, it's they have difficulty like making them either too smart, too aware, or on the extreme side the other way. And they said that like having the aspect of a 14 year old kid, like you've even pointed out at the start of this, Mike, the idea that. A 14-year-old kid who has gone through crazy shit to this point is still able to have a joke book and be amused by these ridiculous dad jokes and stuff, right? 
And that's what they said. They they thought that was a really nice thing that balanced out the character to be more believable as an actual teenager. Yeah, and it makes well, sense too. Yeah, because you know my my daughters every so often will will tell me some silly joke uh, that they heard from school, and and then you know when when uh, we have uh, events at, at school, the a teacher will will say these silly jokes, you know, knock knock jokes or whatever, yeah. and and the kids, you know, at that age, my 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 daughters cool. are, are, yeah, yeah, they think it's the greatest thing ever, and and you know they may be five to seven years younger than the Ellie character, but even when you're thirteen or fourteen, you know, you're gonna think those those are those are hilarious. And, and the thing they it, said too was that the aspect of like when you're looking at her dichotomies of her character, they're taking the idea of like teenagers where it's like the fuck you tuck me in. Like yep. I'm independent, but I still rely on you to do stuff. And I so need that's you, what mommy. they were Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of what they were trying to have with those scenes when you're you know, they're uh and then and how it's supposed to humanize Joel more because he's been so cut off and so shut down for two decades. It's these kind of things that are pulling him back to being more human is her ridiculous jokes and the way he responds, right? Where he's like, just go sit in the truck. And, you know, just the interaction that he hasn't had is the stuff that will, you know, makes it down the road why Ellie becomes like his second daughter. Because even in the episode, the talk, right, that he's still considering her cargo because Mm -hmm. even to him, it's he's detaching himself from her if something bad happens, right? But as the their relationship grows more and more, it did there will be that switch where even he acknowledges to himself that she is family. Well, yeah, because at the end of last episode, episode three, he says, "I'm not. Uh, don't ask. Tell me anything about your life, your history, yeah. your history, and don't ever ask me about my history or Tessa ever again." And then this episode, after all the the jokes. And they're traveling from Boston to Kansas City, which was pretty much uneventful where all they, they really could do is is befriend each other um, or, or more, if you prefer, become family. Um, it makes sense that by the time they're in Kansas City and they're talking, he's telling Ellie everything or, or a good portion. And, and, and it's about the Tommy stuff that we didn't know from the like in the game, you didn't get that stuff. Right, so right. that was a nice touch of, you know, fleshing out Tommy's character and right. the reasoning why Joel went with him to Boston to the QZ right. zone there, or the QZ there because of this, you know, this backstory that they shared. So right. I thought that was good in getting that opening other opening up. So, I mean, all the stuff that I think with Ellie and Joel throughout the episode, that was the stuff that was great. Yep. Again, the other side stuff, meh, whatever. But that stuff was strong. That building that relationship, showing the characters more as they reveal more of themselves, and that connection and bond grows, right? Well, let, me, let me ask you this, Sean, um, since you're more familiar with the game than the rest of us. Do they talk about the seasons in the game? Because I'm thinking... Oh, yeah, cause the, because it takes a... It, they don't get their straight... Okay. So they actually have to go through, like they go into the winter okay, they and do. then in okay. the spring. So like, yeah, this isn't like a, their trip because of all the stuff that happens. 
it's not just they get to Wyoming in three weeks or something. Right, right. Because originally he was saying that they could get there, uh, yeah, in less than a week, right? Yeah. And and by the time they hit Missouri, he said if we we drive all over, drive all night, we could get there in twenty four hours or twenty eight hours or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And the thing is, they changed the city too, because I think in the game, I think it's Jacksonville. I think is the actual town that to Tommy. No, Jack, Jackson Hall probably. Oh, Jackson. Okay, yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. but just so they change it to Cody it, in the in the series. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but they did list all the the towns in, in Wyoming yeah, when she was reading list the map. All the big towns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, yeah, my brother he went to University of Wyoming for his master's degree and. Uh, I was accepted there too, and my parents were trying to force me to go, and I, I probably should have, but instead I went local. Um, and uh, so I, we we knew all those towns because of that. And um, Jackson Hole uh, was was the big resort town, and that's where like all the famous people have their their uh, ski lodges and stuff. Um, and if you said it was Jackson something, it has, and it's Wyoming in the game too. It has to be Jackson Hole. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So I guess that's it. Uh, unless Sean, you, uh, Mike and, and Barrett seemed they were done. Uh, anything else that you had on your list that you wanted to bring up? Uh, no, I think that pretty much we covered most of what we needed to do for this episode. So, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, hopefully our listeners uh, didn't think we were nitpicking or, uh, you know, if you love the show, you're pissed at, that we, made some observations or if you hate the show and we were too kind, uh, hopefully none of you are upset about that because again, that that's, you know, and that's my joke about social media. You say one thing that you, so you disagree with and you hate that person forever. Uh, that wasn't our intent. Our intent is to simply dissect and critique, not just review. Uh, so we're talking about all sorts of things. And again, you know, getting stuck in the city happens in, in the video game too. So, um, it, it's, it's whether, even though it's Kansas city instead of Pittsburgh, it's, it's still, it comes right from the game. Um, all right. So, uh, next week's episode is called endure and survive. Uh, also directed by Jeremy Webb, uh, and also written by Craig Mizzen. Um, it's the, the viewership of, uh, please hold to my hand. Uh, has not been announced yet. Um, the long, long time was 747,000 on its initial release when people watched it right from the beginning or joined as it was still airing live. Uh, so that one was the, the biggest of the three so far. Um, based off of what I've read offline uh, or heard on podcasts or YouTube sh- shows or whatever, um, the show is pulling in like 5 million um, after the fact, which is pretty standard for a lot of these these type of shows, whether it's Netflix or um, like um, House of the Dragon or, or the you know Marvel shows like She Hulk or whatever on Disney. So it, it's it's holding its own pretty much just like um, most well, of the others. Well, the good thing, like you, I think we maybe talked touched on this last week, was the fact that like between the first episode and the second episode, there was a jump in the audience. Which was yeah. which is a good sign that the the word of mouth or whatever has got around and more people were getting into it. So hopefully, it sustains over the full season. And I, I also, this, hopefully, oh, go on, Michael. I was just gonna say, hopefully, yeah. it, it sustains quality too. Because I mean, yeah. if it sucks, it's like it's just gonna you know 
Ho-hum. I, I told the story I heard um, uh, probably on the House of the Dragon podcast, the Decimation of Dragon. It was the the idea that um, Game of Thrones first episode got, I don't know, whatever it was, 8 million viewers, however many million viewers it had. Uh, and then, you know, like the next week, you know, that it, it, it didn't grow. And like they were, you know, like it wasn't actually 8 million, it was a relatively low number. So it was just, I guess, they, less than what they wanted. Oh, and I know. Next I remember week, the story it, you told it me. Held, it held constant, and they were afraid because they had another week of low numbers that it was that, – that that meant doom for the show. And then they heard back from HBO, and they said, no, no, this is amazing. You never have a show that doesn't lose like half its audience the second yeah, week. Exactly. It's always people who just tune in for the first week, and then you hope to hold about half of that from there on out. The idea that they held like 98% of their audience – you know, was remarkable. So the now that of course is in the pre-streaming days or in the very very early streaming days for a season of Game of Thrones. Um, word of mouth of something like this can can explode. The shows are there. People who missed the first episode could have caught it in the middle of the week and and certainly watched it on HBO Max or or, or whatever, um, or bootlegged it. So maybe it's it's the rules are a little different now, but yeah, the fact that it's grown from first week to second week is a very good sign. Very and very second good sign. To, and second to third as well. And second to third. Yeah. Well, on the third and... episode, for whatever my gripes were about the placing, um, and again that that's a that's a me thing. Um, I, I don't necessarily expect everybody to see it the same way. You know, I'll, I'll I can. You know, don't get me started on the the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One being completely, in my opinion, completely out of place, even if it was an awesome scene. It still was a very good episode, very, very highly reviewed, very, very touching and sentimental. Um, and, you know, and that I'm sure the word of mouth on that probably brought a lot of people in, too. Sure, sure. And, uh, uh, and you know, as, as uh, uh, our second podcast uh, for this show here, The Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, um, we, we noticed that we kept retention as well and i remember you mike saying specifically uh that's a good thing uh retention is is, is what counts and and that's i think what you were implying with look could have been those emails you reference. sent out threatening their families it's always true <laughs> it didn't stay it didn't keep tuning in that that could yeah. have had something to do with it yeah that, that could have something to do with it no doubt no doubt um so yeah, yeah. So all right. So I think that's pretty much uh, our wrap up there. So uh, we can give up some uh, final thoughts on the episode. Uh, but before we do, uh, we get some uh, other things, which is uh, uh, Mike, me, you, and co-host Eric, who uh, doesn't participate in this podcast. But uh, me, you, and Eric uh, do another podcast that is like a monthly type of thing. What's that all about? Yeah. So the Red Dark Discussions is primarily a horror specific and certainly horror dominant podcast. We wanted to talk about some movies that were not necessarily in that genre, uh, and there are some movies where we debate whether we belong in, in, in dark discussions. So for that, we have created Cinema a la Carte, where you and Eric and I take turns each blue moon. Depend, I don't know, whatever, whatever, whatever the cycle is that we're on that we decide to do. We take turns picking a movie. Whatever movie you want to talk about that would not be a Dark Discussions film or not necessarily a Dark Discussions film, although there's some that could be borderline, uh, and and discuss that just as we're discussing this. Uh, the last episode we did was 12 Monkeys, you know, which if you've seen that movie, you know that that could possibly be a Dark Discussions film. Maybe not. But then there's things like Inside Out or Flash Gordon that were not. 
Uh, Collateral was one of your picks that probably could have gone dark discussions, but didn't necessarily have to. Three billboards, probably, probably not. Was another one we did. Um, Stalit, probably not. Um, so just a little bit more of a smorgasbord. You certainly see the personalities of the uh, the hosts come through in their ch- in their choices. You know, so my choices have mostly been older science fiction films like um like Forbidden Planet or Flash Gordon or 12 Monkeys although I also did um Kiss Kiss Bang Bang you know so um and then Eric has a bear fetish so we did The Edge um uh, just I don't I don't know what his him and bears but uh yeah so we've got another episode coming up the next pick is Phil's uh and I have to talk to Phil about that in a few minutes but uh yeah so please tune in and listen to that Indeed, indeed. Um, also, Mike, uh, me, you, and Eric and Barrett uh, do do the main podcast. And what, what's that exactly? I mean, we we talked about it a little what bit. What is that we exactly? Didn't really... I need precision. Well, well, well what, what the, type... that is the, yeah. the dark discussion. Your source for horror news fiction and all that is fantastic, or something <laughs> close to that effect. Um, it is predominantly a horror movie podcast. We have occasionally talked about horror TV series especially in the earlier days when we were finding our ways, we were experimenting a little bit. So like we did episodes on, on dark things that weren't necessarily horror. Like I think, did we do episodes on breaking bad? Yes, we did. We did breaking bad. I know we did game of Thrones before we decided to do a game of Thrones spinoff before we had any spinoffs. Right. So, but we also, and you, we did, we we did uh, sons of anarchy, right? We did sons of anarchy. There were some book episodes, some theme episodes, but we basically eventually turned into a, uh, basically a movie of the week um, with, with a few exceptions here and there. Occasional interviews. Uh, we have an interview coming up uh, with the uh, director of Sick and Black Summer and uh, with, and uh, uh, Alone and other things. And uh, who's actually been with us a couple of times and we're thrilled to have him back. Um, and I'm, um, Weir, right? Is it Weir? Weir? What's no. I'm sorry? The director's uh- name. Oh, uh, Himes, John Himes. Himes, John Himes, right. So John Himes is coming back, and so we're really we're going to be talking to him tomorrow night. So I'm very excited for that again to discuss sick with him. Uh, but anyway, we've been going for 560 some odd episodes, uh, so we're probably not going away anytime soon. And there's plenty of older films for you to. to... Sadly, we've been going on long enough that new films are now older films. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, by the way, my students, I, uh, I, I looked at the, we gave out the report cards. I just happened to notice her date of birth was 2007. These are my high school chem students. So, uh, a couple more years, I'll be, the dark discussion podcast will be older than my students. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. So we've been around for a long time. Uh, we're, we're dinosaurs that, oh that, my God. Oh my God. that are evolving. And, and, uh, like, like the cordyceps fungus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's true. That's true. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So, so yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, in our interview with John Himes, we'll, we'll maybe get some uh, information about a, maybe a Black Summer three too. We'll, we'll try to snag some stuff about that. I, I don't um, see. I, I actually was scrolling through Netflix, and I didn't see the more episodes are coming tag. So I don't think there's any more coming. Well, fingers crossed. We'll talk to him. We'll talk to him because uh, um, I was going to get my, my Taylor Swift reference in, which is uh, he, she's one of Jamie King's best friends, who's the star of that show. And so I was trying to get Hyams to get her as a cameo in the, in the show. That would be kind of cool. 
So, because I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. All right, there's my Taylor Swift reference. Yeah, and then, then to let you know exactly when and where she would be showing up. <laughs> Don't be wise. Uh, speaking of uh, the cordyceps, though, uh, we are in the top 10 uh, Last of Us podcasts on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. So thank you okay. for all the folks listening. Um, now, uh, Barrett, myself, you, and various random co-hosts uh, do another side podcast and whatnot. It is called Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Um, again, it's, it's basically what Mike described cinema a la carte as. Um, we do all sorts of things that don't fit into the dark discussions mold. Sometimes we do horror films that we passed on in dark discussions. Um, we do books. We interview a directors. Some smaller stuff, too. Yeah, smaller stuff too. Um, yeah, screeners sometimes. Screeners, yeah, and and yeah. we oh theme you know, months. We do theme months. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of different things. And recently, we did Avatar: uh, Way of the Water. That came out a tiny week or two little ago. independent movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the well, bigger ones we've done, but. Yeah, yeah, we've done a few big ones there because uh, for whatever reason, some one of the co-hosts, uh, i.e. Eric uh, doesn't want to do an episode on it, so we we, we do it instead on uh, th- this podcast here, Halloween Petit Psychotronic Review. So Avatar, we did Wonder Woman. No, actually, Wonder Woman was uh, was dark discussion. So that we did Avatar. Season. Yeah, we did Avatar. We did uh, Greenland. That that was another big one. So so there's a couple of big budget ones that we've done specifically on Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews as well. It's, it's like you. We're saying Barrett, but it's also sometimes our catch-all too. Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff on that. Uh, now, Sean, uh, me, you, Barrett, and Mike uh, just wrapped up two podcasts uh, back in November. Uh, what were those two podcasts? So the one for House of the Dragon was a Destination of Dragons, and then the other one was for She-Hulk, and that was Avenger of the Law. I think is what you'd had for the title. So. Those are the two that we wrapped up for both of those series, which if you haven't checked out, they're pretty fun listens, so please do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, actually our biggest podcast um, that had the, like huge uh, listeners were, were the woman-themed podcasts, actually, which were um, the ones on uh, uh, a Discovery of Witches and The Undoing. Those those two were, were like our two biggest uh, side podcasts. We had a lot of not besides the Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones podcast I think was the biggest, but well, are equal equal. But uh, the two wo- wo- themed with women, yeah, those those were big ones. Uh, we got we got a lot of listeners for um, those. And and uh, Discovery of Witches was the the biggest you, uh, listener feedback too. We had a lot of listener feedback for them. We love listener feedback. We love knowing exactly how awful we are. Yeah, well, well, please uh, let us know. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, we won't read those on the podcast. Uh, Oh, sure, we will. um, But, but, yeah, about uh, well, yeah. As long as they're not trolling, (laughs) they're not trolling. But, but we we definitely always want to hear your opinion. So, yeah, yeah, we would love to hear your opinion on uh, this episode here of of uh, Last of Us. And and the changes, like I said, the changes from the game, uh, what what the the villain or antagonist, the grayness, whatever, oh, you know, write us in and we'll read it here. 
Um, all right, so let's get into our final thoughts on this episode here. Oh, and that's Dark Discussions at AOL.com, or go to www.darkdiscussions.com and press the Contact Us menu choice on any page of the website. And that's how you can email us. And type in Cordyceps or Last of Us in the subject. Uh, so, Barrett, uh, final thoughts on this episode here? I like this episode. I really like the interchange between the two main characters. I want more of that. I also want more zombies. That's just, you know. My personal preference. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty much exactly where, where you're at. Um, I, I want um, if if I wanted people killing people, I would just watch The Road or or something like that. Again, um, that type of apocalypse film. Uh, another good one was Light of My Life, but um, it's still good. But I, I just want want like more zombies, and I also want the perspective on the the main characters. Uh, specifically the protagonists, uh, more than, than random characters on the side, um, like we had in episode three or in this episode with the antagonist. Um, but all in all, my, my favorite parts were the parts with Ellie and Joel and and when they were together. And uh, hopefully we'll see more of that. And I think next week we're going to get a lot of zombies, so uh, it could be a good one. And I think we're going to get that Lincoln High School which doesn't exist. It's called Lincoln Sudbury in real life. Um, and it's actually in Sudbury, not Lincoln, like in the game. But um, there's a big type of zombie in that in the game. And I think we're going to see it replaced and moved to Kansas City in this one here. And that's what I think is going to be underneath the, the ground. So uh, this is going to be a good episode next week, I think. Uh, let's go with you, Sean. Uh, yeah, so... Like I said, uh, initially, the first viewing, I wasn't as huge on this episode. Uh, second episode or second viewing of it, I appreciated it more. The stuff with Joel and Ellie, I think, is really, really good. And I think, uh, like, that's for me is what is the draw. Uh, not so much as with the stuff with the Big Bad that we talked about. Um, for me, it was the weakest of all of the episodes so far. Again, just my feeling on it um and we'll see what happens next week all right and let's go you mike yeah i i like this episode um it is definitely a chapter in a story so it's hard for me to evaluate it because it's not the whole story we got the first part not the second i'm assuming there's only going to be two um but i am intrigued with where they're going I'm intrigued to see what the little pulsing thing on the floor is going to end up being. Um, I'm hoping it's a dinosaur. That's me. Um, <laughs> I'm curious to see what the story is with uh, the, the kid who's infatuated with superheroes. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm curious to see how exactly this particular corner of civilization is going to implode because of their own short-sightedness. Indeed. Um, Spoiler warning. Uh, yes. Well, I think I think it's a, a Chekhov's gun at this point. Um, all right. So uh, once again, this is uh, the fourth episode of the series that we reviewed. Um, it was uh, uh, debuted February fifth, twenty twenty three. To be determined, the the viewership uh, it was called. Please hold to my hand. Uh, Jeremy Webb directed, Craig Mizzen uh, wrote it. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. So, uh, Mike, why don't you lead us out? 
All right. Well, thank you very much for once again listening to, uh, or maybe for the first time, listening to Rise of the Cordyceps. In fact, today, Last of Us podcast based on the HBO Max TV series based on the PlayStation 5 video game uh, soon to be coming out on PC. And uh, we really uh, hope you will send us some feedback to darkdiscussions.aol.com. And other than that, we hope to uh, hear from you next week. <laughs>